0: Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Oh yeah, we're back. Today is April the 27th. 2019. Strong hand. Unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. Conviction. Avoid mediocrity. Okay. Check out yesterday's This Week in Bitcoin show. It was great. You can check it out at techbalt.com or disruptmeister.com. Sportsmeister.com also has all the audio podcasts. You can listen to these shows. Follow me on Twitter at Techball, T-E C H B E L T. I'm wearing a Bitcoin shirt. It's from All Good Lab. They're linked to below. All the shirts that I wear are linked to below. It's like I have a new shirt every day. Pound that like button. All right. So here's a little tip I was thinking about when I was shaving. Oh yeah. You can you now guys, you think you have to shave, but you can save money on razors if you don't, if you don't shave as much, first of all. But get disposable ones. They work fine and they last for long periods of time. I mean, they might hurt after a while, but they don't hurt that much. I mean, these things, I can get these things to last for months. All right. Disposable razors because I don't shave every day. You don't have to shave every day. Now, some of you are going to say, well, I work a corporate job. Well, there you go. There, there's your issue there. This is a reason not to work in the corporate culture, where you, where you might need to shave. Again, you work for yourself. You never need to shave. I shave once a week. My razors last a long time. Save a, I mean, because razor blades, they can cost a lot of money apparently. But no, I just get the. I just get those disposable razors. One of them lasts uh, quite a long time. So there's your uh, saving money tip of the day. All right. So. I forgot where I heard this, but people need to stop complaining. Be in motion. Now, I, again, there are a lot, there are a lot of bad things going on in the, the world, and you can make a uh, commentary about them, but there's some people, and you know what I'm talking about here. All they do is complain, and then they do nothing. They don't do anything, they just talk, they talk the talk. If you find yourself complaining a lot, take a few steps back and start doing stuff. Be in motion, stop complaining. That's something you should just repeat to yourself. If you ever get into a negative, a negative vibe, because there are just so many other people out there that, uh, you know, after a video, they'll be like, well, it's the bankster's fault. Stop complaining, dude. Come on. Stop. That, it's, it's the scapegoating stuff again. And then, you know, there's some people, Oh, I'm so poor. I'll never, I'll never get out of this situation. No, stop complaining. Again. You, I mean, you can make commentary on the situation, you know, I'm I'm in a bad financial uh situation now. So um, I just lost my job. Okay. And now I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. That, that's not complaining. That's uh that's commentary right there. But if all you if all you're gonna do is complain, then no, you're not in motion. So keep that, keep that in your mind. I know it's a very simple concept. Stop complaining. But in this world, it, it seems to be uh well in this country, it's like the national pastime is to complain. Complain. It's his fault, it's her fault what is me what's going to happen we should just steal from someone else and that'll solve it no all right so speaking about stealing from other people that guy mayor pete of south bend indiana i'm not even going to try to say his last name he's running for president and yeah he's a smart guy but he's a total gimmick you know it and uh and he knows it too he's running with his gimmick and uh, hey it it seems to work on on, uh, that side of the spectrum if you uh if you check uh, some some boxes and, you know, if he was if he was not gay, he would he. I mean, he would be impossible. He would have no gimmick whatsoever. I mean, he would be hated. He's a oh, smart white guy. Oh, God, that's horrible. But no, no, Who was in the army? Oh, it's horrible. No, but his gay thing. Oh, that sends him sends him to the moon right there in terms of uh, people talking about him. But here, th- there's something that he said that's just incredibly horrible and, and disturbing, and should make everyone think, and should get you into Bitcoin. He's it's not secret. People don't in the future don't say, "Well, I didn't know." Oh, you know, don't in the future don't complain because in the present it's out there. Mayor Pete um, is, you know, since he's trying to be perfect, uh, some people are attacking him for uh, some land confiscation that he did in uh, South Bend, and he didn't just confiscate land from the landlords. He by accident took some from some minorities or something. First of all, you shouldn't be confiscating land from anyone. A. B, this is what he said. He said he talks about taking property from the big, bad, out of town landlords, not the real residents. That's what he was trying to do. He wasn't trying to take land, to try, take property, excuse me, take property from big, bad, out of town landlords, not real residents. So, this is the question I have for you. When do you get classified as big and bad and worthy of property confiscation? Okay. Because there's a thing, it's, it's subjective. Who's big and bad? Just because you're out of town and you're wealthy means you're big and bad. You're a big, bad landlord. But the the guy who rents to his cousin who lives in the house, he's not big and bad. And then he doesn't get to lose his property, but you do. Bitcoin is unconfiscatable. If they think you're a big, bad Bitcoin holder, <laughs> you laugh in their face. That's what I, I would do. And the bigger and badder of a Bitcoin holder you are, the better, because the bigger you get to laugh when they try, they try to confiscate because they can't confiscate. It's unconfiscatable, but everything else is confiscatable. Okay. So you don't, you know, a lot of people like to get into real estate. I have been into real estate before. Um, and I, you know, I lived in my property actually. And, um, but uh, one of them and, uh, no, it's, it would be terrible to, to have your real estate taken away from you because you're classified as a big, bad out of town, uh, property owner, and again, I've I've been through many community meetings in Baltimore City in my day where they're vilifying the out of town people, or just vilifying the the out of the, the landlords who don't live in the city or whatever. And again, some of these properties were not kept nicely. But whose fault is it? Is it the Section Eight people's fault living in it, who trash it, who burn it, who who rip rip everything apart, destroy things, or is it the landlord's fault? I mean. And does that does just because it's falling apart, does the city get to take away someone's property? Again, you don't have to worry about that. The, the state, excuse me. You don't have to worry about that uh, with Bitcoin. But again, we have someone running for president who likes to talk about big, who's considered a very serious contender and who is actually an intelligent person. Um, and, and he's got a, a trendy gimmick <laughs> and uh, who, who says that uh, you can be a big, bad uh, property owner and worthy of a uh, property confiscation. And we're not just. And again, it can be. The word "property" pertains to a lot of different things. So, uh, what else do we have here? We talk about there. Authentic people get respect. I like that. Be authentic. Be be. You know, even the enemies. You know, when you're authentic, even your enemies, they will they they respect you on a certain level. They hate you even more because they know, hey, yeah, this guy's real. He's got conviction, and he's not backing down. I mean, and they and they they hate you, and which is good. You want to be hated by your enemies. It's that, that's a. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's, you know, there's going to be haters out there. There's going to be enemies out there. And if you if you stand for something, and you if, if, and you stand for something with meaning and and, and passion, then yeah, there are going to be people trying to take you out. But yeah, you should be proud, proud to be authentic. Pound that like button. Because yeah, all right, most of the world is interested in entitlement. Yeah, that's the way it seems like uh, the, the world's going these days. Everyone thinks they're entitled to something. There's no more personal responsibility, hard work. You know, the 80%ers, oh, I deserve this. I deserve that. Uh, you, you, well, that person has that, so I deserve that. It's in income inequality. They're making more, thus they should make less, so I make more. Again, we're, we're living in a world of, uh, the, the, no, personal responsibility people. And that, that's the beauty of Bitcoin. There is no, there is no entitlement in Bitcoin. You got you to gotta take care of it yourself, and uh, you got to earn it yourself, and no one can take it from you to give to someone who feels entitled. Now, going back, we were talking about white man politicians, uh, you know, Mayor Pete running for president. Now, again, he's acceptable because he's, got a, he's uh, gay, but they, it was so funny. And this just shows you the state of the world today. And again, politics is is animalistic. I don't know why anyone would want to be play in that. It's a total waste of time. And then I'm even bringing it up. I'm wasting my own time, but I'm bringing it up. So you guys can see it's, it's just a soap opera. It, you shouldn't, you shouldn't deal with it. You should get yourself in a financial position where they cannot affect you in the future. But there is a guy out of Massachusetts named Seth Moulton who announced that he is running for president. Okay. And he's just uh, – he's a hes a white guy. He looks like he went to a prep school or something like that. And even though he's a Democrat, on Twitter, on social media, everyone's ripping on him. Not another white guy. I mean, can, what a what a world we live in today. Can you imagine people saying that about like – a gay guy, like not another gay guy running for president, not another black woman running for president. No, that that's totally unacceptable, unacceptable in public discourse. But in in normal public discourse today, if you if a guy like Seth Moulton, who's just a, a a white guy who looks like he went to a prep school or something, who is already uh, in Congress from Massachusetts, if he said you can you can just scream, he not another white guy. So keep following if you want to like follow Seth Moulton on Twitter or look for mentions of him on Twitter and just see the hate that is just. Uh, delivered to him and again he's just a worthless politician too i mean i don't, I don't think there's anything special about the guy um but it, it's just funny when, you know, when he announced uh because there are so many people running for president that that this is what he gets attacked for being one you know, uh, unbelievable but hey just an observation and uh, i don't know why you'd want to play in such a fake a fake world. And again, he's got to probably apologize for being white too. And thus he gets no no respect because he's not authentic at all, that there's no authenticity there when you have to make up excuses for who you are. And you know, I'm not really white. <laughs> all right. So let's uh, – what is this here? Oh, this is a good tweet. And it, it reminds people not to jump – not to be trendy. Don't, don't jump into flavors of the month. And I've stressed this about Bitcoin so much, and everyone knows this is the way I am with my Bitcoin. So much advantage in life comes from being willing to look like an idiot over the short term. And that is from far enough. Anyway, it's linked to below. Everything I talk about is linked to below. Uh, But yeah, let's read that again. So much advantage in life comes from being willing to look like an idiot over the short term. So there was a time... uh, when bitcoin reached $1000 and then it went, and uh, then it went down to $200 and people few people were buying during that down period but a guy like me i was making shows you can watch them in 2015 talking about buying it at 200 talking about buying it at 300 400 500 and people thought hey that guy's an idiot how could he spend $500 on bitcoin and yeah i spent $500 on bitcoins before Lots of bitcoins. I paid five hundred dollars each for, and people thought I was an idiot then. I'm mean, sure you could see some of the videos when people, but in the so over the short during the short term, I looked like an idiot in some people's eyes. I shouldn't have in, in the trendy's eyes, but I mean in long term thinkers, non impulsive, in people who could deferral gratifications eyes. No, no, no. But again, so I got an advantage in life because in the eyes of the eighty percenters, I looked like an idiot, and uh, oh well. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about 2015 a little bit more here because I found an old newspaper from when I was in I was in Joe uh, excuse me Cape Town back in it, this is April the 20th 2015 so we're talking four years ago. And at this, I was at a Bitcoin conference and I can remember at the conference, one of the topics was how low will Bitcoin go? And some people were saying $50, $0. all. Oh. And Vinny Lingham said, no, 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 no. He said, it, it can't really go below 150 or they're going to be billionaires in Silicon Valley. They're going to be backing up trucks trying to buy it all. Okay. And he said he would try to buy a lot of it if it, if it got under a hundred dollars. But besides that point, um, I'm just, I'm just reminiscing about that, uh, like the, the Bitcoin conference. And I am proud to have been at that Bitcoin conference in Cape town when so few people believed in Bitcoin, but this was the headline at the time. Okay. And this is from, again, this is a real, this is not online and I can see why it's not online. All uh, right. This is a picture hunt for Xeno knife man. So in South Africa at that time, at that time, four years ago, um, in a town with, a with a Nigerian immigrants in it and, um, or illegal immigrants and uh, Mozambican illegal immigrants and Zimbabwean illegal immigrants, some of the South Africans were getting angry, so they just decided to kill people. And here and there was a there was a guy from Mozambique who got stabbed. And you can see, and these pictures are amazing. These are pictures they were not published in, in America. So this is the picture of him getting stabbed by the, the South African, and then this is him dying. Then taking him onto the stretcher, uh, the photographer is actually helping uh, putting him onto the getting him into the ambulance trying to save his life but unfortunately he died he was he was killed because he was from Mozambique he was an illegal alien from Mozambique and the people in South Africa um in in the township or whatever uh they did not like and it was a xeno attack it was not a racial attack because they were of the same race they were of the same race and uh so and, and you know people were saying this is horrible and they were saying it was horrible of course and it was horrible it was terrible Now, I bring this up for a number of reasons. If you were living in South Africa at that time and you knew about Bitcoin, I don't see how you couldn't buy Bitcoin at that time. Like this is this is the rule of law in your country. Um, That's what Bitcoin's for. So like just in case if it ever really goes crazy and some say it has gone crazy there, you could just leave the country with your Bitcoin. So, again, this was this was Bitcoin was like four hundred dollars and three hundred dollars. And I don't know what it was. It was. There was a negative sentiment around it. But in this country where we were having a conference, this is what was going on. So and you hear about South Africa as this perfect rainbow nation. And again, if you if you go there, it's obvious it's not perfect because everybody lives behind walls and there's um, barbed wire and stuff. But It is a beautiful in terms of uh, and people don't. Go, the, the food stores close. The supermarkets close in very nice areas when it gets dark. I mean, it, it's, it's really quite unbelievable. But and then again, this these pictures aren't online. The, the, the newspaper did not put this online. I think maybe the story is the star, the star. It's 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 uh established on October 17th, 1887. At the time, four years ago, it was 750 rand. It's probably, I bet it's more than that now. So, another reason I bring this up is because I was uh I was sent a video from a, a channel called I 24, which is a, it's a YouTube channel. It's a, it's an international station. It's actually based out of Israel, which I never heard of before. And it's called racism against minorities becoming acceptable in South Africa question mark. And it's an interview with Ernst Roets, And we've, those of you familiar with YouTube have heard about Ernst Roets, and he's talking about the, the killings on the farms in, in South Africa. Now, again, these are brutal killings on, on the farms and, uh, and it's a it's it's racially based um and but the, the the white farmers are being killed and it's it's horrifying it's obviously and it's, it's completely wrong and now inside the cities i had been back to south africa twice uh since 2015 actually and you don't in the cities that's not what's going on so it's easy to be in johannesburg and not really understand what's going on on those farms so again this is a this video. Ernst is in. He's reminding everyone about this, and I think a lot of people in America and North and North America and in the Western world are shocked. Like, how how can this even be going on? Well, part of the reason it can be going on is because it is going on on farms. You're not. It's not going on in these big giant cities. And I, I think there's just a tendency for people. There's just there's a disconnect. There's a total disconnect. Again, when I was in Zimbabwe, for example, and I was talking to people who lived in Harare, um, to black people who lived in Harare. And I was saying, you know, in the Western world, people don't like that Robert Mugabe confiscated land from, from white uh, farmers. And they were like, no, we don't like it either. We think it's great. That's wrong. That's wrong also. But I mean, there's there's a disconnect. There's still They can't really do anything in the city. Uh, but And I'm also bringing this all up and reminding you of this because in America today, there's so many people from all over the world that are like pointing at Americans saying, you know, you guys treat immigrants terribly. They do the same thing to Israel. You you, you treat illegal immigrants horribly um, and it's countries like South Africa that like sometimes point the finger at, at the United States for, for uh, treating immigrants horribly, uh, illegal immigrants. Let me tell you something like this. This type of savagery does not go on in the United States or in Israel toward illegal immigrants, okay? This is an unbelievable photograph. And uh, it's just uh, – and this was, this was 2015 in, in South Africa. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people like to point fingers at, at Western nations that are wealthy. I think it's – a lot of the times it's out of envy. Um, yeah, Western countries have illegal immigrants, and South Africa has illegal immigrants. South Africa has illegal immigrants because in the region, economically, it is the best by far. So everyone's trying to get into it just like the United States is the best in the world. Everyone's trying to get into it. We don't, we don't have xenophobe. We don't have dudes running around with knives, just stabbing people in, a, in in towns just because they're illegal immigrants. Like, and people taking pictures and, and, and stuff. I mean, and again, if you read the article, some people were just standing there, just like watching it happen. It's, it's, it's un- unbelievable. So uh, there's a, there's my uh, little talk about uh, illegal South Africa, Bitcoin in uh, 2015, and hey, I wish all countries the best. I, I this is this was a terrible thing that happened. I hope this is not happening there anymore. But I do know that on farms, uh, s- such things happen. People show up with knives and starts sta- that and start stabbing people. It's it's terrible. So, and again, the video is linked to below. This newspaper is not linked to below. You only you're only going to see it, I guess, here on, on my uh, my channel. I hope you could see it. Peter Schiff has a video out there. It's called "Democracy Has Failed, Not Capitalism," and it's a pretty good video. After the begin- the beginning is his usual bear stuff. And uh, again, Schiff is no friend is no friend of Bitcoin, but it is an interesting video. He talks about d- democracy as mob rule. Uh, you know, again, don't waste too much time on. But he says capitalism has not failed, and that is important to remember. Capitalism, people. We've got this trend in the United States to say capitalism has failed. Let's uh, let's become a socialist country. Okay. You, you could do that, people, but uh, it's not going to end too well for you. For the Bitcoin people, we can just go to an, another place and with our Bitcoin. All right. Yaron Brook has a uh, video out there, and it's linked to below. And, he, and, and his basic point is someone's need is not a claim against you. So, okay. I'm I uh, Right now, I'm in the Baltimore region, okay? There are a lot of poor people in Baltimore. A lot of poor people. I'm going to talk about that in a second. A lot of bad things happening in Baltimore. People aren't... Because they're in a bad situation, do I owe them anything? Do they have a claim against me because I'm doing well with Bitcoin? Because I travel around because I, it appears that I'm doing pretty well for myself? No, of course not. But in this world today, <laughs> in this world today, so uh, mo- people it, it it appear and people like to say, well, if you're rich, someone who's not doing well has a claim against you. If you're doing well, the people who aren't doing well, they have a claim against you. You owe them something. You, know, you don't owe them anything. You can, If you've earned something, you can do whatever you want to with what you've earned. Other people should aim to correct their own problems, earn their own wealth, and uh, take care of themselves. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. So I like that Yaron Brook reminds us of that he has some new videos i had to catch up on uh, so the mainstream media the mainstream everything mainstream social media has you has convinced people that you should worry and care about the most shallow and impulsive of people and all these hollywood and sports types they they're not they're, they're very shallow they they're not long lasting they're trendy they're not they're, half of them no one's going to remember in a few years but we live in a society where everyone's so comfortable that hey yeah you can really get enthralled with these hollywood types with these sports types with these very sh- and they're hitting on, on your emotional buttons to care about these people oh look at their beautiful little kid and and their beautiful car and oh look how fancy their house is um and, you, and people end up wasting so much time on this gossip and this nonsense uh, society that, that we've created in this comfortable Western world. Um, while you could be easily learning simple concepts, really simple concepts that pertain to Bitcoin, and w- which could actually improve your life, like the 210,000 block theory, which I linked to below. And so you've got these 80 percenters riled up and they're so easy to rile up to get to have emotional reactions to what Mister X on uh, social media said today, or what beautiful Mrs Y did today with her new shoes, or how you know, Trump said this about that superstar, and it, it's and the eighty percenters, they they think you have to care about the Hollywood people, and they really reinforce what they're being fed. It's just it's a vicious cycle. You got to break out of it because. The, the solutions are so easy outside of it. I mean, this Bitcoin thing is—if you learn about it and you under, and you understand what deferral of gratification is and what savings is—and that you shouldn't waste your time obsessing over these Hollywood people. It's just, it's just you got to budget your time better. Most people out there and most people won't. Most people won't, and they'll get stuck dependent on the government. And you really don't want to end up in that situation. Because then you're, you're going to be hateful, you're going to be jealous, you're going to have envy, you're going to you're going to want to take from others, you're going to think other people owe you, and that's just not the way it is. That's just not the way it is. And uh, you might be able to steal for a little while, but you probably won't. And again, some people are like, oh, you're blowing this out of proportion. You're just, you're saying popular culture leads to people uh, being dependent. Yeah, it, it can. It, it, it definitely can. It, it 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 leads to an unhealthy lifestyle. And I I am on the other side. I'm in the Bitcoin overlay where I see. A healthy lifestyle where, where I can sit back and laugh at all of this stuff and laugh at the people who put these Hollywood no name singers on uh, pedestals to worship them and care about every little. And I, I don't even know these people's names and I'm going to get in that, into that in a second. So um, for Passover, for the, I, I was over at someone else's house. I'm not going to say whose house I was at. Uh, but on, on the TV was this station called HGTV. I don't think it, home and garden television. Obviously this person had cable, uh, something I recommend not having. I, I don't have cable. I don't have a TV. HGTV is an American paid television channel that is owned by discovery Inc. Again, home and garden television, the network primarily broadcast reality program related to home improvement and real estate. Oh my God. Is this station like a cancer? I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe this, this, this show that was on like, you can either get your house fixed up or you can buy a brand new house. And it's just these giant houses. It's such waste. And it just reinforces that you have to keep up with the Joneses. You have to get yourself to the verge of bankruptcy to get the in car, to get the in house, to get the, the three car garage and the four, five bedrooms and the four bathrooms. And, and it, it just, this, I couldn't believe this station. I mean, this is, I like, this is what it's all about in 80% of world. And, uh, you know, this, this is all about status, all about, uh, signaling to people. I got the big, this whole channel. I mean, I was going to vomit, but again, I was kind of laughing at it too. And I was, I was, I thought to myself, you know, the people who can laugh at this, like me, you're, you're, you're in good financial shape. You really are. If you can just laugh at it and not care about it and not try to be part of that vicious cycle, then you've got good financial – then you've got deferral gratification skills. You, if you don't have to have the big house, if this doesn't influence you – because I can tell you, watching this H E T V thing for like 15 minutes, which I had to do. I didn't have to, but um, <laughs> it, it it really – you can see how it shapes uh, the some of the people in this world that just have to have the, the next – most trendiest thing to have to have the biggest to have to keep up with the Joneses. You can see the sickness on this station. So watch if you happen to, if you're confused, if you need to go down the path of the straight and narrow to not be impulsive, to have that strong hand, to pound that like button, watch that show for a few minutes and think to yourself, like, is this the world I want to be in where I have to worry about all this nonsense, get a fancy bathroom and a countertop, that I, Then I have to sell the house five years later to get another one, to get another one, to get another one. How hard do I have to work? How about if I get divorced during that situation? It, it is horrible. All right. Uh, speaking of strong hands and Passover, uh, when reading the Haggadah, I had mentioned this before. There is a line, it says, with a strong hand, and whenever I read that line in the, the Haggadah during Passover, during the Seder, I say, with a strong hand. And my mom actually laughs, but she, she, uh, she watches, the, she has watched my Bitcoin show before and knows how I say strong hand and what it means. I just thought I would point that out. <laughs> and even during, uh, I'm reading a religious text i have a little bitcoin reference in it strong hand all right so now on on a very serious note dealing with um judaism and passover um well today i went to the everyone's heard me mention the chabad uh and that's a a movement in judaism that, that tries to get people to be more religious and they have little synagogues all over the world okay And they have one in Owings Mills, Maryland, where when I'm back in in Baltimore, I go to it. And, of course, I was there today uh, for the the services. Uh, And they have the Chabad. Specifically, they really love the last day of Passover uh, because their leader, who is uh, the the Rebbe, the Rebbe uh, uh, Schneerson, the seventh, who is no longer around. Uh, (laughs) And uh, he... He, he made a big deal out of the last day. A Passover said it was about the Messiah would one day come, and he, he related it to the Messiah one day coming, okay? That it's called Moshiach's meal that they eat on the eighth day. Again, this is something Chabad does. And so sad to hear that, well, in San Diego today, outside of San Diego, there's a suburb called Poway, Poway which is just as far from San Diego as, Bal- as, as Owings Mills is from Baltimore. It probably is very similar to Owings Mills. And there's again, there's a Chabad in Pope in Poway, And uh someone came in there and started shooting people um, when they were doing exactly what I was doing um, in, in the Owings Mills version of this. Um, which and again it's disturbing, it's it's horrifying, and it's it's completely wrong. Uh I, I don't know the full story yet. I I heard they were someone that had a gun in the the chabad. Uh, that shot back, and this probably prevented. Now, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure on this, but there's a lot of different stories coming out now that prevented more murder. That there was there was one person who was killed, which is obviously horrific. It was is terrible. I mean, to go and, and that this this happened on a day that is very important to this this movement. Again, the la- they were going to have their Moshiach's meal in a few moments, probably uh, after this maniac, uh, you know, barged in there and everything. Now. I, Again, as Jewish people, uh, one of the lessons from this is that at your synagogue, you should have someone that has a gun. And again, in my Chabad, I was thinking today at my Chabad, I saw this dude who I see there all the time, who I once saw bend down. You could see in his jacket, he had a gun. And he is a guy... Uh, He's, he runs some business, some security business. I talked to him eventually, um, but I remember the first time I was very surprised when I saw this just Jewish guy bending down because he had a gun here. But I'm you know quite happy that he 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 does have a gun. If and and I think that Jew, any religious institution, not not just uh, synagogues, it, they should have people that have guns on them, and they should have a sign on the front of their church or synagogue or mosque saying, "Hey, we this is there's an armed man in here. There's an armed. Now again, when I went to Beth Bethphila. Uh, on Friday, it was a synagogue in uh, the Baltimore area. They had secure, uh, they had security right, right there. So some of these places, some synagogues, do make it very obvious that they have they hire off-duty policemen. And it's sad that it's sad that it's come to this. but This is the world we live in. They hire off-duty policemen, and they they're standing there. So you when you walk into Beth Bethphila on Friday, they, I mean, there are two guys with guns there, they're, they're two policemen. So you're not going to have that kind of thing happen um when you got cops standing there but again this, this shouldn't people shouldn't be maniacs they shouldn't go around uh you know attacking religious institutions uh but and, and but again if you are a religious institution make it clear uh that it, that you've got security because these maniacs like to attack uh soft what they consider to be soft targets which is again they're sick sick individuals that do things like that all right so that that's my commentary and again it, it's it's very horrible that such a thing has has happened uh yet again so uh moving on there 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 are people out there on the internet that like to bring up the privilege theme you're privileged you're this you know if someone ever brings up the privilege thing to you there's a real quick way to just nip it in a bud and just say no say no you're envious this is just about envy goodbye that's it it's envy um And then leave, then leave, whatever. If you're having a discussion online or if it's in person, just end it at that. They say privilege, you say envy. That's it, goodbye. All right, Uh, so when I was driving around Baltimore, uh, I I had to go to a part of Baltimore. I had not been for quite some time, Uh, over a year, I think. Yeah, definitely over a year. Uh, Station North, which is, uh, for people who know me, know that I used to be around that area quite a bit uh, during my uh, heyday in Baltimore. (laughs) And what I noticed, I think it was on the corner of Maryland and North Avenue, there's a building, a historic building, and someone had, like, kind of spray-painted an unofficial advertisement for freeiud.org. And it said something about, like, get power, you know, empower yourself. Now, again, freeiud.org, if you go there, it shows how you can get an IU, if you're a lady, how you can get an IUD implanted in you. And, and thus you will not become pregnant. And I, I, I guess that's a way of – hey, it's a way of preventing unwanted pregnancies, okay? I, I, on that level, I agree. Now, in, I think what they were implying is like you get this, you get power, and you get to sleep with any man you want to, and, and that's your power. Now, I, I still would recommend you not – if you get an IUD <laughs> – it doesn't give you the license to go sleep with anybody you want to, okay? And to do it like eight, eight times a day or whatever. There's still diseases out there. So, so I mean, this is typical type of stuff that you see in Baltimore. Um, and this is a very – and when I'm driving around here, the sad thing is – and, again, it's better than getting – obviously, it's, it's, it's definitely better than getting an abortion. And it's definitely better than having no birth control, okay? But I'm just saying the way it was being presented – was a little bit you know could take people down a really bad path and there's a lot of excess in Baltimore and right there at at, at the stoplight I think at, at Howard in North I got bums coming up to me okay begging for money at um at North Avenue in the 83 exit I got bums coming up to me begging for money more than there used to be okay it's gotten worse since 2015 since we had the riots and everything um, and I don't, I don't know if it's gotten worse in other major cities. Again, I'm, I'm the major city that I am from originally is Baltimore. So I, I, have a intimate familiarity with it and there are definitely more bums on the street begging for money. Now, again, they're white bums, black bums, they're all sorts of bums. You know, your heroin addicts, your regular, but I mean, it's bad. Okay. It's, it's, it's bad. And I mean, what can I say to glorify this stuff is, uh, is unhealthy. Now, again, it takes people taking personal responsibility for their own lives, but a lot of people have relied on the government for a while in, in in Baltimore to solve their problems, and I think a lot of you have heard that the mayor of Baltimore is in big is in big trouble now, big big trouble, and she should resign, but they say she's so unhealthy she can't resign. It's it's, it's silly. The scary thing is is that um, I, I I know there are more they're politicians that are much more corrupt than she is, so. Uh, again, did, you don't want to be involved in this type of stuff. You don't want to be stuck in an area that depends so much on politicians that glorifies politicians so much that, uh, just can't come up with their own solutions that just, you know, just, just wants to be saved. Just want to blame other people for their problems. You don't want to be stuck in And, uh, a lot of pe- people have, have spoken with their feet. People have moved out of Baltimore, you know, People, You might say, well, Adam, why are you just complaining? I, I'm not just complaining. I sold all my property in Baltimore. And I left Baltimore and I traveled the world. I got into Bitcoin. It was the right decision. Was, and a lot of other people are, are getting out of Baltimore. And they shouldn't be guilted for leaving Baltimore. I mean, it's, it's a sinking ship. And there's no, there's no real solutions in sight. Uh, uh, for, because, I mean, private industry has been driven out for a number of reasons. And uh, that's just a situation... I would recommend to the government maybe they should be a little bit more friendly toward private businesses and um, you know we we shall see. But uh, again, the people have uh, and it's again it's not just white people that have left. It's anyone anyone who can afford to leave has left. Uh, all right, that that wanted to leave who who isn't naive who doesn't want to leave who doesn't want to end up in a situation like this. Uh, and, and again, I, the the funny thing is if you are from Baltimore and and you. And you've lived in the city at, at some at some point during the last ten years or so. You know, you go to a place like South Africa, you don't get freaked out. You don't. You don't. Get, I don't. When I'm in Johannesburg and stuff, I I am not I'm not freaked out because I I've seen Baltimore before. So yeah, the situation in Baltimore is not like many places in the United States to to say the least. But hey, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. I hope people who live in Baltimore can you know band together and 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 change things and everything. And I. <laughs> You know, that's, and I understand why people would want nothing to do with such a corrupt, uh, with such a corrupt and, and dangerous place. All right. So, and again, so some of you are like, well, aren't you in Baltimore? Well, Baltimore region, <laughs> Baltimore, when I, when I come back to Baltimore, I come back to the Baltimore region because so many people have left Baltimore since uh, 1968. There's tremendous suburbs that surround it. That go People commute from Pennsylvania into, uh, well they don't even commute into Baltimore anymore. Somebody's just commuting to like the suburbs like Towson. Yeah, it's gotten that bad that <laughs> the c- commuters don't even commute into to, they come from Pennsylvania into like Baltimore suburbs now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So uh, yeah, and I'm not here to uh present solutions for Baltimore. I'm not a, I'm not an urban planner, I'm not in politics. I'm I'm just saying you gotta take care of yourself. Get get into the Bitcoin overlay. Uh, but and some people have contacted me that know I'm from Baltimore and wanted me to mention the mayor and everything. So there, there's my mention. Uh, FreeIUDNeed.org. There, there's your Baltimore for you. Uh, the the great uh, Thinking Ape has a great video out there. Check it out below. It's he talks about conversations versus debates, and it's a uh, he also said ego trips versus uh, quest for knowledge. Or maybe that was my summary of it. Yeah, a lot of times all these debates out there, it's just a bunch of ego trips. And I, guys, if you get obsessed with these debates, you just want to, you get like, you're you're trying to live through the person debating. You want to see someone be crushed. Those are the type of videos you see that are popular, like Ben Shapiro destroys. And and, and that's not Ben Shapiro's fault, but people just take clips of his videos and then that's how they promote. Again, this is not about ego trips. It should be a a quest for knowledge. You, You should try to get into conversation. If you're, if you're, Talking with someone you shouldn't try to embarrass them and humiliate them and destroy them You should try to try to learn. Okay it's, and again even in the Bitcoin space. We see the same thing like oh that person destroyed that guy But what did you learn out of it? Did you actually learn it? I mean, what was the what was the purpose? What was did you gain anything out of, or did you just gain some jollies because someone else embarrassed someone and that's sad If you get jollies out of someone else embarrassing someone um, Again ego trips versus quest for knowledge. I'm down with the quest for knowledge, baby Okay, I'm gonna leave that one out. Oh my God, I'll leave that one out. Game of Thrones. A lot of people are talking about this, including Ben Shapiro, and he had this girl on a show called Roaming Millennial, um, who obviously part of the reason she's popular is because she's hot. It's just the way it is. Um, but I, I, the Game of Thrones, I have never watched it. I have no idea what it's about. I am so proud of that fact that I have no idea, no idea about it. I just know that people talk about it, and it's. I think it's sad that Ben Shapiro wastes his time on it, and he's a really smart guy. Um, but no, I haven't wasted a second on it. Don't know what it is at all. All I know is that a lot of people bring up this thing called Game of Thrones. Don't know how you watch it. Don't don't. I don't know a thing about it. I I buy Bitcoin. All right, <laughs> or I get it for free now. It's great. Uh, so uh, pound that like button. Follow me on uh, Twitter at TechBot. Follow me on Steam it at BitcoinMeister. All right. So I said I was going to talk about Andrew Yang here. So I better talk about Andrew Yang. I know. I've been doing this show, The show we've been on air for uh, quite some time now, but I, I, I guess I'll conclude with th- this. Andrew Yang was on the Ben Shapiro show two weeks ago. And again, the reason this show is so long is because I did not do a, I was off last uh, Saturday for one of the two days of the year I take off. for. Pa- it was for the second day of Passover. But Andrew Yang had been on Ben Shapiro show right before then. So now I'm finally talking about it. And his interview, it was a good interview. And I linked to it below, okay? He is clear – he is a very smart guy uh, out of all the Democrats that are running. He's probably uh, – the, the guy – Mayor Pete might be – I don't know who's smarter. It doesn't matter who has a higher IQ. A- Andrew Yang is into a lot of different things. Andrew Yang can talk a lot. He talks about all sorts of subjects, and he is authentic. You can, you can tell the guy is authentic, and he, he – um, but, but he has guilt. And he, he, he has Asian guilt, white guilt, whatever you want to say. He's got guilt in him, and, and that's a weakness. And so he's got these socialist ways. So he, he wants to give everybody in the United States $1,000 a month. He thinks this is going to ease people's life so that they don't have to move, so they can do whatever they want to do. They can have a a hobby. And still, they'll get paid thousand dollars a month to do their hobby, and maybe they'll be able to be—they'll be happy doing their hobby and getting their thousand dollars a month, and maybe they'll be able to make something out of it. But they won't have to leave or anything. They won't have to fear. Um, they won't have as much stress, and life will be better. And in theory, who knows? Okay, it's—it's. It's <laughs> I don't know if a thousand dollars is going to do that. I don't think a lot of people are going to just start doing their hobby and wisely using that thousand dollars i think a lot of people are going to use that a thousand dollars on 80 percent or type of stuff immediately and blow that thousand dollars and then they're going to be stressed again and he says that uh this this uh whatever this is called this uh u- universal basic income this thousand dollars a month uh will be funded by a value-added tax but the value-added tax is not going to replace our current system that's no that's not good either it's just another tax um he wants the government to say create some kind of organization that will say what is true on the web that doesn't sound too good i mean and he he means well i mean he means well uh i mean he's catering and he's definitely catering toward dudes in that are losing their jobs in the rust belt okay he, he really is going toward the white guys in ohio and uh michigan and wisconsin and if he actually got nominated he probably could be trump but i, I seriously doubt a guy like this could, could be nominated he's the media is not going to be, get behind this guy he's not traditional uh and i wanted to add that uh you know, and ben shapiro points this out also there are a lot of jobs in the united states a lot of people just don't want to move they don't want to move and some people think that's their right That, you know what? They shouldn't have to move. The job should be in their town. In their old, you know, industry town, their old mining town in West Virginia, there should just, jobs should just magically spring up there. That's not the way the world works, people. Things change. Jobs move. There are plenty of jobs in Wyoming. You can move, or or, or, there are 50 states. You can move to Wyoming. You can move to South Dakota. Sure, maybe those aren't the most glamorous places. That's not where you're from. But there are different states there are different experiments going on. That's why we have 50 states. You don't you don't have to be plotted, you know, you don't have to be a tree in one in one state. So Andrew Yang thinks, oh, he wants you to be a tree in one state. He wants to get he wants to make people comfortable and less stressful so they don't have to leave. He thinks a thousand dollars a month is going to solve that. And I don't think I think uh you know, people have to be proactive, people have to take personal responsibility if your town isn't working out you got to leave. Just like I was saying with Baltimore, if it's not working out, you don't go down with the ship and get shot in the head. You, you, you move, you leave. So there are some other videos. There's one when he's speaking, um, at Al Sharpton's thing. And I link to that below and I give Andrew Yang credit, but he doesn't speak. he, He speaks like he would speak to anyone. He doesn't try to speak in some Ebonic slang. He's not talking down, you know, so many of the, so many people, when they speak to a black audience, they, they speak down to them. They start speaking uh, like they, like their dad, like, yo, man. And, you know, that's not how they, and that's not how they talk for real life. And that's how you talk for real life and talk the way you talk for real life. He talks like he talks for real life when he's speaking uh, in front of Al Sharpton. But, but, there's a big but. He feels the need that he has to speak at this event, which is sad, which is sad. There's no need to speak in an Al Sharpton event. It really is. That. He's 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 that is like a politician thing to do. Well, I have to speak at the Al Sharpton event. I have to. You don't have to speak at the Al Sharpton event. He's scum. You don't have to speak at a scumbags event. But Andrew Yang felt the need to do it. At least he didn't. He didn't sound like a moron while doing it. Um, now that there's another, what Andrew Yang will appear like on anyone's show, and I think that's his point. He he's uh, he probably says, "Well, I don't want to discriminate against anyone," so that's probably his excuse for appearing. Uh, at Al Sharpton's thing. So he's on this Root, the Root channel, which is a, a black uh, YouTube channel. You guys got to watch this video. Uh, and, and again, Andrew Yang talks in a normal tone to the guy. And the, the guy keeps on asking him these racist questions. Like, well, what are you going to specifically do for black people? Like, And, the, and Andrew Yang will answer it like, well, I want to improve the lives of everyone and all minorities. And this is what I'm going to do for this. He's like, no, no, no. But for black people. People, I mean, this guy is is embarrassing. The, the guy doing it, he thinks he's so smart. He thinks he's a, asking these intellectual type of questions, but they're they're really embarrassing. They're really embarrassing. But it's just like I mean, they're, they're totally racist toward black people. And again, Andrew Yang is giving the guy legitimate answers that apply to black people that that would help black people. But he the guy just wants like Andrew Yang to say uh, I'm going to do. I'm gonna make black people the best, and this is how I'm gonna do it, or something like that. And I'm only gonna help black people. I mean, it's it's again, it's 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 interesting, it's an interesting interview. Um uh the 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 uh the interviewer uh he, he's got some issues. That that was what I found most entertaining about the about the video, and that such things are acceptable, that this guy could even think that asking these racist type of questions are even appropriate. It's kind of funny. I mean, that's just the world we live in today. So finally, I'll leave you with this tweet. Um, It's a a graph that shows TV consumption by income. And guess what? The lowest income of people, they watch the most TV. Maybe that should teach everyone something. Don't watch that mind-numbing dung, okay? Don't watch that mind-numbing dung. It is for people with the the least successful watch the most TV. Um, so maybe if they cut out some of that TV, they could spend their time learning about Bitcoin. They would be uh, more successful. I, I think so. I think so. All right, everybody, pound that like button, bang that bell button. Uh, if you need a reminder when we go live, even though YouTube hardly reminds anyone of that, but I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video, check out the link section below. Uh, We'll be back on Sunday for the regular show. Again, every Saturday is the Beyond Bitcoin show. I will say hi to everyone in the chat. Bye-bye.